Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. Happy March. It's Friday, the 1st of March, first Friday in March. And if it's Friday, it must be that was the week. Our weekly summary of tech news with my friend Keith Tier. And this week, according to Keith, at least, there's an elephant in the room. Uh, and this elephant in his, and I don't know why he keeps on insisting on having dreadful AIR, but he is. And we've, as always, we're talking about AI. So it's both the media and the message, or the medium and the message in our conversation. We have an image of a elephant in front or in Google's office. Uh, I'm not sure, Keith, how many elephants will see this, but I hope you're not offending the elephant species. This elephant looks typically like an elephant, although I'm sure from an elephant perspective, there's something about it that will offend. Um, <laughs> what elephant is in the room this week, Keith? So this relates to some essays, in the, three essays in this week's newsletter, <clears throat> one by Noah Smith um, and, and then two others that talk about Google's experience with Gemini, where it created images of um, historical subjects that were, that, that were diverse, let's say. That is to say, it, it made people black who would never not have been black in the real world. And it was such an extreme. It made people black that weren't black in the real world. You mean like, uh, like the founding fathers, for example, or making or making Nazi soldiers black. But th that was one. The other was the Google founders. It, it was asked who the Google founders were. Uh, so, yeah, but I think they're spiritually Asian. The Google founders. I shouldn't say <laughs> that. I'll get thrown off the air. Yeah, the Google founders now have come across as Asian, which uh, will thrill, I'm sure, our Asian viewers. Maybe not. Are Jewish ones. So, uh, so what's so, going on here? Uh, we, we are treading into the culture wars for not the first or the last time you and I have talked about this. What's gone wrong? Well, what this week is the week of reflection. The news about this was last week, but this week there's a lot of reflection, including uh, Sundar, the CEO, saying it was unacceptable and uh, it's not clear what he's going to do, but he's promising to do something. Is Sundar black, Keith? He's, how do they uh, represent? How does Gemini represent the CEO of Google as a Nazi female Asian soldier? Probably, yeah, probably. But it, isn't it amazing that the 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 strength of um, the diversity, inclusion, and equity movement leads to Google engineers artificially programming their AI to be on the leading edge of uh, representation. Well, that's, that's the conservative view. Uh, you didn't include uh, Andrew Sullivan's piece this week, which he's, as always, frothing at the mouth over the DEI thing. T to be fair, not all the essays. You, you, you talk about three essays this week, uh, a couple, one by Noah Smith, uh, the Ben Thompson strategy one who you've often referred to and also uh, Alex Kantrowitz. I mean, they don't all agree, uh, Kantrowitz in particular, that this is about DEI, do they? I mean, it's the easy, that's the, that's in my view, at least the lazy interpretation. Well, 
it, it isn't not about DEI either. That's the interesting thing. There's there's some nuance here. We, have, we maybe we can tease out the nuance. Well, maybe we can. Maybe you can talk about what the the Smith, the Kantrowitz, and um, the uh, the Thompson pieces all argue. Yeah. So the the the, the uh, Noah opinion piece. This is not a good way to fight racism. Is the lengthiest, and I I think very thoughtful, acknowledging that. Uh, you know, acknowledging racism first, acknowledging oppression, acknowledging that there is a problem, and then uh, what, what, do, what do you mean acknowledging oppression? What does that mean? Well, acknowledging that the black experience is not equal to the white experience, even in 2024, in terms of opportunity, and um, that, that therefore there is such a thing as structural racism or systemic racism, and 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 so he's not. Do you have to, uh, I mean, because you do a little bit of this, Keith, um, I'm usually gentle with you, but maybe I'll be less gentle. I mean, every, what, why is it that anytime anyone ever discusses this, they have to do virtue signaling to somehow say, and you do it in your editorial, well, I'm not a racist, I did blah, blah, blah in my life, and therefore I have a right to talk about it. Why do people have to say that? Because racism's a real thing, and if you're if you haven't done anything, shame on you. I haven't. I, you, you have. I, I seem to recall at some point that um, you are, you are. Uh, you, you, I don't know. I don't want to talk about your personal life, but there is lots of evidence that you are not a racist. Um, let's say but, but, but the point is, is that. But being a racist. But, but, but why does anyone who have to, whenever we have to talk about this, they have to, and you're not alone, and uh, as you say, Smith does it. That you have to virtual signal by saying, "Well, I'm not a racist. I I acknowledge blah blah blah, and therefore I have a right to talk about it." I don't think it's because you have the right. I think you want the world to know that you're not a white supremacist. Because who is it? I mean, how it, many well, white no, because it's, it's yeah. a, well, I think you understand why you're just. Uh, no, I don't. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really well, serious. I, uh, then I'll explain it to you. That, the the, the 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 narrative around race has got to the point where it's very similar to the Palestine-Israeli narrative, where there's no middle ground. It is assumed that you're either one thing or the other, and therefore, unless you kowtow to those who want to know that you're anti-racist, you don't even get into the conversation. You're immediately. So you're saying that in with when it goes, let's leave the Arab-Israeli thing out because that's just another elephant in the room. The second elephant in the room. Maybe we'll deal with that next week. The Jewish and Arab elephant, the Arab and the Muslim and Jewish elephant. Um, but I mean, can you have a Jewish elephant, Keith? Why not? It's probably got a circumcised trunk. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to get into trouble. In, in all seriousness. Are you saying that when it comes to race, either you have to prove that you're an anti-racist or you're a white, or for that matter, I guess, black supremacist? I, I, There's I, nothing I, in between. I think the narrative is did, or the discussion has degenerated to the point where um, ident I think it's driven by identity politics myself, but there is a fear of expressing hostility to uh, um, you know a specific tactic in anti-racism because you are absolutely certain that you'll be depicted as a racist or at least contributing to racism 
and 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 that's the polarization of the debate and and that's real it is very real but shouldn't we you and i at least as adults avoid that and 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 simply say well i don't have to prove my anti-racist credentials by being able to talk about this i i agree with you and i by the way i don't think i ever do that but i well, do you did in this essay because no, you well what i did is said is said i'm an anti-racist and and, and, the, and you know shared some of my history not in order to buy myself space but just to make the statement yes there is racism and and what i wanted to do then is leverage that platform to be able to say um but what google did isn't fighting it what google did actually may be making it worse so what's going on here so the the google gemini ai algorithm put its big elephant foot what on in, in what way what did it do wrong and, and why is this it creating another round of these culture wars well we can have opinions about that my opinion is that it 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 amplified um a view that the right way to fight racism is at the level of appearance that is to say that you um and this this can take the form of hiring someone for a job that is black but not as good as a white candidate you passed over that well, racism is about appearance it's skin color so i guess that's yeah that's but but actually i think there's a deeper issue there which is is the problem racists or is the problem racism and racist and racism to me are not the same thing a racist is an individual and it's a, a someone making decisions uh from a from a perspective of racism a racist is an individual and you know there's a strong uh imperative to challenge individuals but actually whether it's um um you know a producer uh uh casting for a movie or or, or a theater director casting for a play or editing a book to remove various references that level of dealing with race of, of, of the expression of racism does absolutely nothing to, to get rid of racism because racism is not to do with the consequences. The consequences are how individuals speak, think, and act. But the cause is much deeper than that. And what happens is, uh, let's say Google would have gotten away with this. Gotten away with what? With making Nazis black for diversity reasons for example, um, let's say Google, no one had noticed or, or, or everyone was okay with it. It wouldn't change the life expectancy of a black kid in East Palo Alto in an elementary school where he doesn't have money for school meals and his teachers suck. The causes of racism are much deeper than the appearances. Okay, well, let's, let's talk specifically about this Google thing. The there was an interesting um, piece uh, that Sullivan connected with about suggesting that Google has changed. Initially, the search engine was designed to be objective, whatever that means. Uh, and now this Gemini has been designed to correct social injustice. Is that what Smith and Thompson and, and, and Kantrowitz are saying? 
that's part of what they all say. They all have their different angles, but that, yeah, that is part of what they're all, each one of them says that. Uh, one of them suggests that Google culture has been taken over, which I think is unfair because all culture has been taken over by this point of view. Google's just an example of normal life. It's not especially different to any other culture. Culture has become, um, if you like, uh, uh, a sensor of the truth by insisting that the version of the truth that's told is is a particular version. So there's think, elephants in all our rooms, Keith, not just Google. Yeah, it's a societal, it's a stage of society where ideology and narrative um, uh, are, are the level of abstraction at which things are sought to be corrected rather than in society itself. So what Google's doing then, according to a lot of critics is using this gemini ai feature to be what to always represent people of different skin colors which explains why you get black female or asian female black male nazi soldiers there's no what historical context the the, the algorithm doesn't understand that you shouldn't do that with ss Members yeah. of the SS. Well, they programmed an override which took the form of no matter what you prompt, if it's asking for visuals of people, it added onto the end, hidden from view, and please make this diverse. So whether you're asking for Nazis or Google founders or the founding fathers, it, it added it, invisible to you and please make the answer diverse. And was it serious? Yeah. So this wasn't a, a comic feature? No, it, 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 it was a safety. They call it safety. Uh, the word safety now means, you know, something other than safety. They're, they're, What's the opposite of safety, Keith? Danger. Yeah, so this is, this is, this is dangerous stuff. I mean, they, 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 they got themselves in huge trouble, the, 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 the markets responded negatively they lost billions of dollars in value because so who's to blame here i don't you know of course there are individuals who did that programming and some product manager told them to do it so there there will be an answer to that i don't know the actual answer but i would say that those individuals are just playing out what is now normal in every university campus um in every publishing house apart from contrarians that like you and i yeah so so i think it's symptomatic of something not to do with google which so, is so like, that's one interpretation which smith i think as you say you got three essays one by uh, noah smith one by ben thompson uh and one by alex kantrowitz ben I, thompson I, by the way calls for um satya to be fired Right, which uh, is probably not the first or the last. I think Smith takes the cultural view. Thompson is makes it clear that he's not really a strong political writer, and but there is some politics here. Whereas Kantrowitz takes account of you and sees it as a product of Google corporate culture. What, what does Kantrowitz? And I, I have to admit, I'm much more sympathetic to the the Kantrowitz reading that it's just a fucked up company. It grew too fast. It's bureaucratic, bad leadership, and it's really 
doesn't fit into the sort of the Andrew Sullivan argument that the world is going to hell because of DEI. I, I think both things can be true, but I I also agree with you. Well, I, 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 I made the subtitle of this week's newsletter, Big Tech and the Fear of Controversy. And I think if you wanted to characterize Google's culture, it's a fear of screwing up more than uh, the bravery to test new things. And, and I think he expresses that. It's like, let's not get into trouble here. Because if you remember, both Microsoft and Google have, have had prior experiences with AI of the AI becoming racist. So this, if, if anything, is a kind of a... But this wouldn't happen. I mean, it's easy to say, but it's hard to imagine this would happen at Amazon or Apple or even Microsoft. So there's something about Google that distinguishes it from other big tech companies. Surprisingly, part of it is shipping too early. Um, they're in a competition with OpenAI, and that is compelling them to ship early so that they're in the race. So it's possible the oversight here was less than perfect. But didn't someone play with it? I mean, surely even the, the CEO has a computer. He can actually try it out. Yeah, but probably what they did is test it to see if it's racist, and it would have passed that test. Probably. that's an. I, I think that's an extreme. So who's testing it? The CEO? You mean he, he's less interested? He's only interested in whether or not it's racist? He's Indian, by the way. He is Indian. Let's admit that we're guessing what happened there because we don't really know. But there will have been some level of testing, but it won't have been. It, I mean, why would you test whether Nazis could be black? He wouldn't be occurred to you to even test that, would it? Because it's so weird. <laughs> well, it's weird, but you'd think someone at Google would have actually played around with it and tested it. I mean, maybe not that particular Nazi thing, but some of but the it, other stuff that everyone. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a it's open season on Google because the fir this first version of Gemini, on one level at least, is so bad, so absurd. Yeah, Joe Lonsdale was at a conference yesterday in LA that. Um, the up the upfront ventures conference and he was a panelist and he made the point that this is simply the price you pay for woke culture i didn't use that word anyway i don't like the word woke actually but it's the price you pay when you um you're mainly driven by po politics and influence instead of logic and facts but that's that that's the smith take i mean what would Kantrowitz say Kantrowitz would simply say it's a badly run company it grew too fast uh, morale is plummeting everybody wants to leave that happened at microsoft yeah. it will eventually happen probably at apple and amazon that's just the nature of corporate ups and downs that it it's not part of this whole woke di narrative well his key quote is at Google, it's impossible to navigate and understand who's in, who's in, in who owns things. Uh, that's the Google trust and safety team. Uh, maybe that's by design so that nobody can ever get in trouble for failure, is what they said. So, fear and hiding from accountability, uh, you know, is is what he brings together. What else does it tell us, Keith? About and you and I have talked about this endlessly. Um... Another of the headlines today is about the Supreme Court case last week about whether or not Texas and Florida should be able to determine what you do and don't see on social media. How much of this is bound up in 
in all of our, and this may be the real elephant in the room, our unwillingness to acknowledge that whatever you see on your media, someone is determining what you see, for better or worse. You know, the right always claims it's the left. The left always claims it's the right. Women always claim it's men. Men always claim it's women. Blacks always claim it's whites. Whites always claim it's black. But somebody is determining what you see, right? Actually, that, that's a choice. You can have your Twitter feed go uh, just time-based or you can ask the algorithm. In my case, I ask the algorithm and it's a way better feed than the one that's purely time-based with everyone in it. So I like the algorithm, but other people might hate it. But so I you mean that Twitter, you can, it's entirely, um, it's entirely arbitrary. What Absolutely, a hundred percent arbitrary. You can get anything or anyone. Yeah, yeah. You just go and switch it to latest. But then week. somebody would say, "Well, you've made the decision to go to to X. You could have gone to Threads or TikTok." Yeah, but I actually I don't think curation of content is 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 the problem here. The problem is the insane belief that you can create uh, an ideologically acceptable feed for yourself and not see stuff you disagree with. Because if you think about it, you know, sitting in any workplace or any classroom, you would never believe you could get rid of the people you disagree with. So why on social media do we have the, uh, the goal to believe that we can erase disagreement? So maybe there's a difference between Gemini and Google search. In the, in the old days, when you went to Google and you asked for something, it would give you 10 options. You don't get those options with Gemini, do you? So is the problem the medium itself, that with AI, you only see one thing? Well, that's it up to you. You can say to Gemini or OpenAI, please give me the 10 most popular answers to the following question uh, with a wide you range think of that, that might be Keith maybe well, I'm thinking aloud here maybe that's because I don't see we're going to continually be having these conversations maybe that's the way to address this is that anytime you enter anything into any of these AI algorithms you get 10 responses going from what it sees as the most liberal to the most reaction? I think it, it depends what you're looking for. I mean, I think you've got to trust individuals to know how to ask questions and, and not try to get in between them and the answer, you know, which implies that you know better than either them or the AI. Right. This idea I, that there are arbiters of, of, of content, that, that, that Supreme Court case, by the way, is all about that. Right, but the point is, is that you're always going to have that. So, should you be able to? Should there be an algorithm where it says, um, "Tell me what a Nazi soldier would look like," uh, and and I'm interested in our 2024 version versus the historical one? So you'd always have that option. Yeah, you can ask for anything if you're specific. What Google did is modify your query without your knowledge in order to produce results it believed would not get it into trouble. So the, I've said this many times, the minute you become an editor, you know. Uh, but you're all, isn't that, the, I mean, this is maybe where you and I disagree. You're always going to be an editor. The question is, and-, and No, and you, you don't have to be. Why hold do you on, I mean, you, you, the question is how you put the question. 
So, yeah, but you don't want Google to modify your question after you've put it. We can give you options of what you see. So if you say, I want a, an image of a Nazi soldier, uh, it can be the image yeah, I, determined I, I, by Nazis, by uh, 2024 culture warriors, I, by I, men, by women, by Jews. I mean, there, there's all sorts of versions we can get of, 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 of Nazi soldiers. Yeah, you can ask for anything, but you're missing my point. My point is that can you trust the interface you're typing into not to change your request without your knowledge? Well, you should be able to, shouldn't you? You should be able to. That's the very point. And Google broke that trust. They did. All right, future. They won't break it in, in the future. How do we get beyond this to be more explicit in terms of in being more honest with the user about what the, the kind of information visually think, or textually that they see yeah i think the user should be told you're, you're you're interacting with an ai at a very early stage of its development it's prone to make mistakes um uh, please you know modify your queries to improve the results you get if you don't like the ones you see and uh, it's between you and the ai good luck and yeah but and the point i'm trying to make maybe this is where you and i disagree is there's always someone something behind the ai the ai is a product of a company there's a business model there also i mean one of the reasons perhaps why google's struggling so much is because they struggled in the early days of search they didn't have a business model but they were a startup so it didn't matter and no one knew anything they were doing they're also presumably searching for a, a business model they're a business they're not a public service i i, I you know I, I i worked with google before they had a business model and they had $25 million in the bank in, the, in, in, in those days, 1997, 98. And um, they were not particularly preoccupied with business model. They, they just wanted to be the best search engine. And they came to business model later. Um, now, they had the luck. But my point is they had the luxury because, firstly, they had patient VCs or VCs with a degree of patience um and they were a startup so no one really knew what they were doing and then in the end schmidt came in and forced them to address their business model well no that was much later they they, they fixed the business model well before schmidt uh, they they invented adsense and adwords um and and the idea that you could be at the top of search uh where, where initially it didn't even say it was an ad but it, later on they were well, they were anti-ad in the first place so they kind of swallowed their dislike of yes correct correct exactly right just like OpenAI has moved from being open source to being commercial so that's that, that's a normal path what's happening now is a bit different google is in fear of losing its business model it is acutely aware that ai is not a replacement at the business model level so despite that they have to innovate there because otherwise they're going to lose all their users or not all but a lot of their users to AI, so it's the uh, it's the it's the AOL Yahoo problem. It is. It's the innovators' dilemma. It's Kristen, which story. always happens, which happens to everybody, every company from Microsoft onwards. I wonder what the Microsoft people must be thinking because they've been through this. Why is Microsoft able to dodge some of these crises, even though they're equally large with 
layers of bureaucracy and an Indian CEO who who wasn't the original founder. What's Microsoft doing right? Do you think that app uh, that Google isn't? Microsoft, I don't know whether it was accidental or on purpose, but they've played a clever game of supporting OpenAI and now Mistral, which they invested in this week, the French AI company. Uh, and, and so they are supporting uh, third parties using their infrastructure as currency and therefore are not directly in the firing line, either as an innovator, um, uh, uh, because they're sitting behind other people's tech and decisions, whereas Google doesn't have that luxury. They they didn't get those investments, and it would be against their nature to do that because they're a not invented here kind of organization culturally, and and um, th therefore they take it direct hits when things go wrong. Microsoft doesn't. Uh, OpenAI takes those hits. Do you think that? Google is in crisis. Do you think that the CEO is going to be pushed out? One would hope not. I mean, one hopes. Why? That, well, because he's a decent CEO. You give people a chance to learn from their errors. Um, I don't see any reason to fire him, to be honest. I mean, you'd have to fire every university administration if you were firing him because they do this kind of stuff every single day in class. Say that word again, class class yeah but universities are in a different business from google he's not being analyzed in whether he's fair or not or just he's being analyzed in how much money's made the investors have lost billions this week because of the screw-up someone's going to push him out aren't they yeah but if you look at their stock chart the, the billions they've lost are billions that they didn't even have a few months ago because their stock price has gone up so much due, yeah. to, due to his success uh, but do you you're in Palo Alto, so you mix with all these big tech people. Is there something particularly broken in your view about Google culture? Yes, but that's true of almost every culture. I think Apple is well, the most uh, you, but you just deny I asked you a simple question, Keith. No, I said yes. I said broken, I, or is it like all big companies? I said yes, but Google Google isn't any more subject to those pressures. Than anyone, if you look at Apple, actually, Apple's probably done the best job of being resilient in the face of these cultural issues. Yeah, but then Apple, and, and this takes us off Google to Apple, another piece of news today, and Apple did a great job in hiding it, is they've canceled their electric car pans, billions of dollars. They completely fucked up, but no one's calling for Tim Cook's head. What, why? How have they done this? Isn't this a massive screw up of Apple? Even bigger than Gemini. But it's only a screw up if you assume success. And in, with electric, <laughs> with electric cars, Apple has consistently assumed failure, but invested nonetheless to see if they can do it. So, so Apple didn't ever say we're going to make an electric car. They've never said that. They've spent a lot of money seeing if they can, <laughs> and they've, they've briefed analysts on how how high the bar is now. To, to be honest, it makes Elon Musk look fantastic that they've done this, because he—he's—if Apple can't do it and he can, what does that say about him? And so I, I don't think there's a lot of shame in failed experiments. There's more. There's more shame to not have done the experiment. Now, obviously, that's relative. Apple has a lot of cash, and this is a small experiment as a proportion of its cash. But at one point, if 
two or three years ago, you claimed that the future of Apple was with its cars and you weren't alone. I don't know if I did that, actually. I remember the front cover we made with the Apple car and I think we were skeptics. You weren't. I was. I'm always a skeptic, man. You <laughs> believed that there was a massive market for an Apple car. I think there would be if they can make one, but I think what they've decided is they can't. Well, it'd be a massive if you and I could make one. That's not saying anything. Less massive than Apple. I don't think our brand carries the same kudos. Oh, what's the right word? Do you think they, they could have dumped the car without the relative success of their new Vision Pro, that they one experiment is still alive so they could quietly dump the car? I, I I don't do not think Apple is constrained to the point where they trade off different initiatives money-wise, but I think they are talent-wise. So I think the talent being applied to AI, which is the real story here, is probably more important than being applied to a car right now. Because if they fall behind with AI, they'll be in trouble. I mean, if you think about Siri. Siri is a natural language processing front end that it's that has a really stupid okay. backend. Okay, found this on the web for as a natural language processing front end. <laughs> Thank you. you. I'm following you, Keith. Thank uh, you, AI Keith. is everywhere. I hope it's I hope it's not a black Nazi. But you notice what Siri just said. She said, um, "I found this on the web." The reason Siri says I found this on the web is Siri does not have an AI backend that is capable of answering questions. It has a hand coded database mapping system mapping questions to answers that, that is manual so apple you know what i have a really big back end keith elephant yeah solid back ends i wonder <laughs> when it comes to the apple board versus the google board when when the google board's looking at what tim cook has accomplished at apple i mean cook succeeded jobs everyone predicted that that Cook would be a catastrophe. He hasn't been. It doesn't anything come down to leadership anymore? Are you a structuralist when it comes to controlling these big tech companies? I mean, if, if Cook was at Google, Actually, he would have a job, wouldn't he? Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong, Andrew. I, I, I think leadership always has to be accountable. And I, I, I never like leaders who blame the soldiers for the problems. Uh, and, and I do think the leadership of Google has to be accountable for what it did. And I'm not trying to get away from that. But I am also saying what they did is entirely consistent with the way society is going. They, 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 they were in line. They, they, it just was an extreme uh, form with ridiculous outcomes of something that's now considered normal and good. Yeah, so, I have to admit, I and we'll leave this here and it'll be very clear. I strongly disagree. I think Google is an outlier and I, this idea that somehow Google reflects society to me is absurd. But And, and, and I obviously know something about Google, but who knows? We, well, this will be a subject we come back to. Um, what about Startup of the Week, a more cheerful subject? Um, Keith, Robots. 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 They're the future, I've heard. Not so else. So this is this company figure is the company that one of the car companies partnered with a few weeks ago. And we mentioned it on the show, where they're going to do these um, humanoid style robots to do some work on the production line. And uh, so they announced this week that they've raised a, a, 
you know, more than half a billion dollars from Microsoft. 75 million. Microsoft, OpenAI, Amazon, Nvidia, Intel, all, all the big players. And you no see Google. that, not, not Google, because they Google. Missed out. Um, well, they missed out by design because they're a let's build it ourselves kind of company. And Microsoft used to be that, but now have realized that their platform is more valuable than owning, you know, the front end, if you will. So, um, yeah, I, th I think this is a sign of the times, this investment, and we're going to see more of it. But it also says that humanoid robots are closer to reality. What is a humanoid robot? You mean a robot that looks like a human? Yeah, it's got two legs, two arms, what look like eyes, um, and um, is capable of doing tasks that usually require human dexterity. So we're heading for a Blade Runner-like future where we won't be able to distinguish between robots and humans? To me, it looks like um, not. Uh, what's this Star Wars robot that walks and talks? Luke uh, Skywalker. No, that's the human. The, the robot. Uh, it's not R two D two. It's C three PO or so. one of those. I forget which one it is. Somebody will tell me. Mm. So you think that figure is for real? Uh, you, usually your startup of the week is either, you, usually it's not a startup and it doesn't seem <laughs> particularly promising, but this one's for real. It's for real, but it is valued at 2.6 2. billion. So it doesn't really qualify as a startup. Anymore. Well, it's a unicorn rather rather like that elephant in the room. Yeah. Or maybe actually the, the more accurate definition of a unicorn is a black, a black Nazi soldier. It's exactly. impossible. Exactly. Finally, tweet of the week, bringing us down to earth, which is a really uh, bracing tweet for startup entrepreneurs by Amy Lewin. What was Amy saying, Keith? Well, this is Hopin, the company we've mentioned quite a bit over the years here. It has filed for liquidation in the UK. The company itself is still exists as a US corporation, but they're liquidating their base company that was the original founding company in the UK. Um, and 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 the uh, Reshma Sahoni, who was one of the early investors and is a personal friend from Seed Camp, is interviewed talking about what went wrong. So it's actually quite an interesting thread. What went wrong? Is this the future of Google? She talked about investors piling in, not wanting to do due diligence because they just wanted to get in. Well, that's, again, not the first or the last time. Do any tech people ever learn anything from history? Well, you, you learn that if you get in early, you make a lot of money as well. So there's more than one lesson. And, and, and um, getting money into a company that's growing and hot is not the worst mistake in the world. Uh, putting money into one that isn't growing and isn't hot is a worse mistake than that. So uh, are there many hop-ins around now, companies that are worth in the billions that tomorrow will be worth zero, maybe figure. It's hard to predict that which ones will be worth zero, but there's some there's some very very weighty valuations out there. Um, you know, perplexity AI, which is the search engine replacement for Google, which by the way is fantastic. It, it really is good. If you haven't tried perplexity AI, you should. And so perplexity other, sort of squares the circle between search and AI, is that right? Correct. And then there's the ARC browser, ARC, which is from- I've tried, which is a bit confusing. It's a bit confusing user interface, but 
and it's by the way it's chrome with a new shell around it so it's just chrome most of the coding is done by chrome developers and chrome is open source it's called chromium um and and so what and they've put perplexity ai in as an option so i think the browser company is the most challenged to justify its valuation. I so, a final question, Keith, the real elephant in the room. When you get the call from the Google board, are you going to take up the challenge of becoming Google CEO? You know, people don't tend to hire uh, people that are about to become white men, white old men, like old, you and I. Old is the word I was thinking of, yeah. You don't have any ethnicity, you're not even Jewish. I'm Yorkshire. Yorkshire is, a, is an ethnicity to anyone who comes from there. We all yeah, know. and you've been persecuted over the ages by the Lan people from Lancashire, haven't you? Can't you claim a tragic history as a collective? I think we beat, we won the War of the Roses, if I'm not mistaken. You've never experienced any genocide? Never experienced any genocide. Well, you're not going to be CEO of Google then. Andrew, you're in fine form this week. 